Welcome to Relationships with Rob. I am your host, an award-winning author, serial entrepreneur, and your virtual relationship coach. Each week, we are bringing you people who inspire me to live my best life, and we are going to take the plunge and look for clues so that we can have successful relationships too. I truly believe relationships mean the most to us, and we all have different reasons why. So let's get to the bottom of it. And if you're going through something right now, this show will help give you the tools necessary to break through your own paradigms, lead with your best foot forward, and to never, ever give up hope. Let's get it. All right, what is up, my beautiful people? Welcome back to the show. Happy Monday. It is Motivation Monday. And I got an episode that is going to pump you up for the week. I got super excited to interview him actually because there was a lot of things he was submerged in. And I truly enjoy having these conversations with extremely really cool people. And so Justin Key is an actor, author, entrepreneur, and speaker known as the modern day renaissance man. Simultaneously coexisting in three industries, entertainment, STEM, and business, he subscribes to the notion that the only limits we have are the ones we choose to accept. In February last year, he published his first book, Mind Control, a how-to self-help book that centers around living a life without limits and not putting restrictions on one's given talents, gifts, intellect, and personality, and it just hit the top 10 bestseller list. Attributing his success to the shift in his mindset, he is on a mission to help as many people in the world as possible to expand their mindset and never put limits on the success and happiness that they can achieve. As an innovative influencer, he has been featured in many publications, served on numerous panels, and has delivered many talks all over the world. We dove deep with the self-proclaimed jack-of-all-trades, master of every single one. And we talked about why having a tribe of friends who support you, who lift you up, who hold you accountable is so important to your entrepreneurship journey, or any journey for that matter. Understanding what a true friend really means and how that should marry and carry into your intimate relationships. And I strongly agree with Justin here about being great friends and lovers and why he would domesticate a Black Panther and so much more. All right. So he's such a deep, deep dude and I appreciate his insight and you, uh, you will definitely too. And I had so much fun laughing with Justin. So go support him and get a copy of his book, get a couple and give them to your friends and stick around for the whole entire episode because you don't want to miss a single minute of it, all right? So without further ado, let's get to the interview. All right, welcome back to the show. I am pumped for this episode because, you know, this really just like highlights the reasons why I love podcasting. And it's because I get to have these cool conversations with really, really cool, cool people. I'm glad, shout out to Jane uh, for her, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm grateful for her to putting uh, us two together, but I think she thought that would be a great fit. So uh, shout out to Jane. And uh, Justin Key, man, like you have tons of stuff going on, like modern day renaissance, man, actor, entrepreneur, speaker, you're doing all these kinds of things, man. Like you've been on, you've, you've been on like TV and movies, you, you brush shoulders with all these big names, like, talk talk to us about that brother you know it's it's a great life years ago i decided to not let anyone put me in a box so i was like if i want to be an actor if i want to be a speaker if i want to be a mathematician if i want to be an entrepreneur i can do it so it's basically getting rid of the phrase jack of all trades and master of none no it's jack of all trades and master of every single one of them <laughs> I, <And love> so, <laughs> I use that when 
when I go out. But I will say it's, it is still kind of awkward, I would say, when someone asks, what do you do? Which is a question that you're asked in Los Angeles all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, hmm, do I give them the, the whole thing or do I just give them piece by piece? And, and that has led me to really meet a ton of other multi-hyphenates. And now that's what the industry wants, especially in Hollywood. And you can see that even with some of the people that I've worked with, like Taraji and Kevin Hart, like they are producing, directing, and acting. They're starting their own companies. And so the thing is, you don't have to now wait until you're an uber celebrity to do these things. You can start them right off bat. And so that has allowed me to rub elbows with a ton of people and my art has increased, my business ventures have increased. I would say my overall character has developed to international pursuits and it's, it's incredible. Mm, man, that's crazy. And that's like obviously a candy, uh, candy bar and a gum wrapper story. That's <laughs> obviously, there's so much to like kind of unpack there, but you know, it wasn't always probably like this for you. And you know, I, this is where I want to kind of dive into, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the meat and potatoes of this episode is like, you know, what were the, some of the struggles that you had to face? I mean, it wasn't always like this, obviously, but I mean, like what, what were some, what was Justin going through, you know, prior to, prior to all this success that you're having, obviously. Well, it was difficult moving to Los Angeles from Tennessee because my family, they were not supportive of a farm kid moving to Los Angeles, one of the most expensive cities in the country, not knowing anyone, not having a solidified job or money. I was so ambitious that it didn't bother me to move. But when I got here and the cost of living, it blew me away. I remember looking for apartments and I was like a studio apartment is $1,200 a month. I was like, in American money? And so groceries and needing a car because transportation isn't as, I would say, accessible as it is on the East Coast. So having to get a car, having to get an apartment, having to have multiple jobs just so that I can afford to live here first and then save enough so that I can let one of the jobs go so that I can then pursue acting. I can then get an agent and then get a manager. It was a lot. It, everyone tells you to follow your dreams, but no one ever goes into detail about the struggle that is going to ensue afterwards. And so I try, whenever I do speaking engagements, I always talk about the struggle because I don't want anyone making that leap of faith and then they fall into quicksand because they were, they were you know, riding high off of my motivation. No, I want you to know the entire 360 story. You know, friends, you have to be supportive of friends who make it before you. And you even have to be supportive of friends who feel like they can't make it and they move back home. Knowing that friendship doesn't depend on success in one particular industry. Like you, you have to be there for the long haul. And so I've had friends that left. I had friends that felt some type of way because my ladder of success was moving faster than theirs. And some literally stopped being friends with me. And there were some whose success got way higher than mine. And I was too small of potatoes to deal with. And so having to deal with initially dealing with not having the family support because they were like, this is a crazy idea. And then family coming back in and then friends leaving because it was like either I was, I was moving too fast or I was moving too slow. And then finances is always an issue. I don't, if you're not on television, and that's the thing that's the issue or the misconception if you see someone on television once or in a movie once. No, it is, you have to be on television consistently 
basically a series regular on a TV show to really get a check to take care of you. And so there's the hustle has to happen. And so then that's when I got into entrepreneurship. And even that was a struggle trying to figure out clients and how much to charge and how to really be assertive and the boss because you are the boss and then having to pay taxes, which I didn't know that much about. And so having to go to school on top of having a company on top of still trying to act, it was difficult and, and depression and anxiety comes in heavy. And if you don't have an incredible support system, like I always call your tribe, your tribe of friends, your circle of friends who are there to lift you up. I want to say it's so all you may, you may just want to go back home because it's so difficult to pursue this career without having a circle of friends who support you, who love you and who tell you the truth. Man, there's so much that, you know, there's, it draws a lot of parallels between you, you and I, like when we are going through similar situations, like leaving the nest mm-hmm. um, and then having to figure out your career path. And then you realize that your career path, whatever direction that you took, it was like, you know, it's kind of rocky. So you're like, okay, let's figure out this entrepreneur thing. Let's put on this app for a bit. And you literally are honing your skills in every single one of these areas. Right. And like, it's crazy to hear that adventure. And so like, I want to take, and you mentioned really something very important about having a, a really good circle of friends around you and I want to touch upon that a little bit because this is a relationship show and you touched upon some of these relationships that were so important and that's why I love highlighting this because in entrepreneurs lives we don't really talk about this too often and how important it really is to the success of everything that we do so is there like one relationship that maybe you can think of that has has just been super influential to you and whatever it is whatever discovery that you had what was that relationship great question i've never been asked that question like that before first let me give you my definition of friendship a friend is someone who can correct you without insulting your character Mm -hmm. once again someone who can correct you without insulting your character because a lot of people will go for the jugular and then you kind of get hints that oh was that person thinking of me that way the entire time there's some my circle of friends I consider us one unit. And one thing, you, one thing I think that's, that people should understand is that I'm the nucleus of my circle of friends. They all don't have to be friends. I'm the nucleus. And so one thing that I do, and it's called Justin's Potluck. So I have Justin's Potluck in Los Angeles, either depending on our schedules, either every month or every other month. So I get my circle of friends together. They come over to my place. We all bring a dish. And it's just an incredible environment. Once again, sometimes they don't know each other. Sometimes they know each other through me. But we sit around. We sit around. We, we all eat and then we drink and we all sit around in like this huge circle. I think I have a, I think the largest I've had, the largest amount of people I've had was 15 people. And friends now have a thing that we just come to Justin's potluck just so that they can hear their introductions because I introduce them each time they come. And friends like, I, I forget that I do so much until I come here and hear Justin and tell all of my business. And so it is incredible. And then you, like some people get emotional because a lot of times you, you tend to start measuring your success or where you are in life to someone else. And then it diminishes everything that you've done. And so I'm like, no, 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 no. There's no room for that. So 
I break down every, and because I talk to my friends a lot, I break down everything, what they're doing, uh, whether they think it's significant or not. And people are like, oh my goodness. And then, so it's like the peanut gallery. And they're like, oh, you do that? Oh, we need to talk. Oh, I need to connect you with this person. And so it's that really cool environment where we're feeling great because we just had a great glass of wine and we just ate a delicious food or had a great dessert. And now it's just to sit back and to just be grateful and thankful for what we have. And so that relationship and having Justin's potluck is incredible. It boosts my energy, it boosts their energy, and then they get to go out in the world and then affect other people's energy positively. Mm, yeah, Justin's potluck for sure is definitely one of gratitude. But one thing that I pull out from there is that you can, for, for one, you're, you're celebrating the small wins, right? Like that, that for an entrepreneur is something that we hardly do. We're just so head in the sand and just like grinding and we just forget right we forget to and 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 it's these relationships secondly that that truly truly mean everything and so you know what was the one of the two what are these lessons that you're learning like one or two lessons that you're learning from having the strong strong you know backing or the support system well one thing is that i'm not alone and as entrepreneurs and artists as creators, sometimes we think that we're alone and that's what depression and anxiety, um, that's, what the, that's what they tell you is that you're alone in this. But when you have friends who are around to remind you that you've been through worse before and you survived or I've been through that, let me tell you what I've done to help me get over these hurdles when they come. So that's one thing is that I'm not alone. And, and you know, depression and anxiety and artists are prone to depression and anxiety because we're judged from head to toe all the time. We walk into auditions, we're being judged how we look, how we speak, how we stand, how we breathe, everything. And so we have that mentality that we're always alone in a room being judged by a group of people. But one thing friendship, real authentic friendship tells you, tells me, tells everyone is that you're not alone. It takes a village and your village is going to be there for you. Mm. And then the next one is to, the, ne the next thing I learned is that when you celebrate other people's successes, that it in turn bring great energy to you. And I think that's been a selling point for me. A lot of my friends call me with their good news before they call their parents, because I, there's just something when I get, when I hear good news from people that I love, I <laughs> go bananas. I'm like, ah, oh my God, can we get a cake? Can we get a glass of wine? Can I call, look, can I be on three when you call your mom? And my friends are like, Justin, you act like my parents are your parents. And so I'll call, I, it, celebrating the wins of others does not diminish anything that you've done or that you're doing. So the first one is definitely you're not alone. And the second one is you celebrating other people's wins won't diminish your own. Mm, love that. Love that, man. So yeah, I just want to circle back here on, uh, you know, some of the things that you've done. And I love, I just wanted to highlight this because I saw this in your bio and that entertainment professionals is what you consider yourself as and you know it's it's using the, your talent to influence the betterment of others and i and when i read that i was like damn i'm like i that that's 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 legit right there you know and i see that in you so i can see how you embody that and i just wanted to throw that in there with those amazing tips that you gave 
uh, you know, for having, uh, you know, that kind of intention going out there. That's freaking awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, this um, question that I have for you is kind of a bit of a segue here because, uh, you know, we, we try to give a little bit of everything for, for everyone here. And so I love to ask, you know, other people who come on the show, there, if there was a new couple listening in and they're kind of like navigating the waters of marriage and, you know, being official and all this other crap. Uh, I shouldn't say crap, but I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, it's just a lot to think about. I mean, you know, if, the, if, you, if there was a new couple listening in, what, what, what are some like key ideas or concepts that they should be thinking about for that, for that journey? For new couples tuning in, I would say learn how to correct yourselves first. So even if, even if you're in a committed relationship, you should be able to correct yourself and your behavior first then your significant other if, if you miss anything if anything's like slides through the back door then your significant other is to then correct it it should never get outside of your 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 nucleus it should never get outside of your nucleus where someone is correcting either one of you when the other person should have done it the first time and i think that leads to an incredible friendship first because once again, it goes back to my definition of friend, being able to correct someone without insulting their character. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you do that in a relationship, then the trust and bond is, is strengthened even more, perhaps with Vibranium. If you're a Marvel fan, shout out to all the Marvel, um, Marvel fans out there. Vibranium, one of the strongest metals in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. It, it, strengthened, it strengthens that bond when you know that they have your best intentions at heart and they're not trying to diminish anything because you represent them. You don't want your significant other going out, you know, half-stepping. You really want to make sure that they're living their best life and they're living their best selves because they're representing you as well. And so that's what I, that's what I would give. That's the advice that I would give for mm. new couples listening in. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, I'm definitely aligned with you there, man. All right, sweet. We got a little, we got that out of the way. So uh, great, man. I'm going to take you to the part of the show. We're just going to take a deep dive on you, my man. We're going to try to get to uh, connect with you a little bit deeper on some, you know, kooky levels, but they're, you know, okay. we, we dive in, all right? But they're just random, random questions. Uh, and we're going to dive in. Are you ready for that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, if you could domesticate any animal in the world and have it as a pet, what pet would it be and why? It would be a black panther. I've been obsessed with Black Panthers for the longest, and not just because of the comic book, but just because of the majestic energy that a Black Panther brings. And then when I see royalty in my head, I just see a Black Panther right beside me, overlooking my entire village. Like, just like, yeah, like I'm the king. I mean, still similar to Black Panther, but <laughs> I, but I, I love the sleekness, the beauty, and I'm not sure if you're familiar, but, a Black Panther was seen for the first time in years earlier this year. They caught it on camera in oh, Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I did not know that. And the photographer was astounded. So my domesticated animal would definitely be a yeah. Black Panther. Yeah, because they're probably really hard to domesticate too. First of all, they don't even come out. They don't even exactly. show themselves. They don't even show themselves. <laughs> they're just hiding. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
they, they know about us they're just on to us and that's that's very scary too <laughs> so um okay cool man um is there a favorite book that you have right now or is there something that you're reading that you'd like to share with us my favorite book is never eat alone by keith ferrazzi this book changed my life especially as far as even though it's a business book but it the way that it talks about networking it completely blew my mind it gave me the idea for Justin's potlucks to celebrate the successes of others. And it was such a great read that I was like, I couldn't put it down. And I, and I kept implementing the different things that I was learning from it. So once again, I instruct all, all of my mentees have to read Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. Absolutely exceptional book. My favorite book of all time. Love that. Love that, man. There's so many things I want to say there. I just want to highlight the fact that, uh, what did you say there you were like uh okay it'll come back to me but this uh i just wanted to mention that book was uh handed to me actually i don't know i have it somewhere but I sh it was handed to me in a real estate room uh, as and, and and i didn't read it yet but now that i understand that i'm just like wow that's such a really really great concept but oh this is the one thing that i wanted to circle back that you said something really really important and is that when you read a book you implement it and a lot of people read books and they don't implement it. And that's what, and I just wanted to just to highlight that point that you said there, because I'm just like, wow, that was, that was gold. Very subtle, but gold. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, if you could go anywhere on a plane right now and, uh, you know, money and a thing, time and a thing, you could go anywhere you want. Where, do you, where would you go and why? If I could go anywhere on a plane right now, it would be to South Africa. I've never been. I want to experience the culture. I want to experience the ground, the earth, the music, the people. I just want to be completely encompassed with that energy, that raw energy. And so I, and it's, it's been a dream of mine. As much as I travel, I've never been to South Africa. And so that is where I want to go. And I want to just be there for, for at least a week enjoy the culture, enjoy the food, enjoy the people, and just be. I want to be completely free while there. That's crazy you say that because that was like one of the destinations I'm looking at right now is oh, uh, cool. South Africa. Yeah, there's, um, I've heard so many stories about Tabletop Mountain and people having yes. epiphanies there. And I just wanted to go, go on a hike out there and just uh, you know, experience that because I heard the views are absolutely insane. And like, that's my thing. I love hiking, right? You might even get a text from me being like, hey, I'm, I'm heading to South Africa. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Now, <laughs> let me know if you come to Los Angeles because I hike all the time. We have nice. a ton of trails and mountains here. So when you're in Los Angeles, you definitely have to hit me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I told Jane too that we're going to go to like Disneyland. And, so okay. I'll, I'll give you a shot. We'll go to uh, <laughs> Disneyland and then we'll do the hiking and then, and then we'll, we'll just throw it down. So cool, man. Um, I think we're on question number four here. If you could meet anyone who's passed away and it doesn't have to be a dead celebrity or anything, you can have a conversation with that person. Who would it be and why? It would actually be my great granddad. And that's because I've heard so many stories about his life and how he was so passionate about education, but he didn't necessarily have the opportunity to go as far as I've gone. So the fact that he was so passionate and he instilled it in my grandparents and then instilled it in my parents, 
who then instilled it in me, even though they didn't have the resources to do it. But mm -hmm. he instilled something in them so strong that they continue to pass it down until someone actually achieved it. And I just, I just want to hear all of his stories. I just want to hear him talk. Why was education so important in the, in the, in the, the late 1800s? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, wow, let me know your life. Let me know everything. <laughs> and and I, I just have so many questions. I'm definitely going to be that talkative great grandkid of his, but I would love to meet him. Would love to meet him. Yeah, for sure. I always say legacy is not in your riches. It's in your wisdom. And so that's such a great, great answer, man. That's Forget. a great quote too. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I'll brush, I'll brush my shoulder off on that one. All right. Sure. I don't know where I got that. I'm not sure where I got that one from, but yeah, for sure. Um, do you get? Uh, do you have any weird eating habits? Do you ever get called out at the dinner table for anything? Uh, yes. So, my mom's a chef, and I grew up on a farm where we 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 grew all of our own food, and we had our smokehouse where we killed our animals. Now, I've been in Los Angeles for almost 13 years, my eating habits are completely different. So when I go home now, I, I'll, I meal prep when I'm on vacation. I meal prep when I go home to visit and my family is like, what are you doing? And so I'm always in the kitchen, oh mom, can you use almond milk? Oh mom, can you, can you use ground turkey instead of beef? Oh mom, can you not use too much salt? Is that salt kosher? Oh, is that, is that alkaline water? My siblings are annoyed. I was like, you know what? If you're going to act like this, how about you stay in California? How about, how about you do that? Because I'm <laughs> such a, even though I was a picky eater with mom being a chef growing up, now it's like a picky, a picky eater on top of the whole California lifestyle. I'm like, can we add avocados to that? It was like, boy, if you don't get out this kitchen. So it's, so my eating habits have changed. And so now my mom makes dishes specifically for me so that I don't cause a ruckus in the kitchen when I come home to visit. Oh man, that's love right there. Just just catering to you, her son. Love yeah, it, love I'm it, like, love it. I'm the only child, because I'm the eighth of nine kids. And so I'm the yeah. only one that, exactly. I'm the only one that doesn't live in Tennessee. So when I come home, she makes a feast. So mm. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a, a, a happy camper. <laughs> Nice, man. That was great, dude. I didn't expect all of that, but that was awesome. This is, I love these random, random questions. It brings <laughs> us so much out of the person. So, uh, you know, I just want to take a moment and, you know, thank you for your, for your vulnerability and just thank you, thank you for just, you know, giving me the opportunity to take a deep dive on your life and, you know, everything that you've kind of been through. I mean, if we had more time, we could talk about like so many other things, but, you know, I just want to be a little bit mindful of the, of the time here. And so, You've given us so much already. How can we support you? What's going on? I know you have a book here called Mind Control Book. You have a couple of dates uh, in May that you're, you're scheduled to kind of do a little book launch and a signing. So let's talk about that and what the yes. book is about and who does, who's your, like your ideal person that you want to read the book for? Awesome. So Mind Control, Change the Way You Think So That You Can Live a Limitless Life. I wrote the book with, the, with, with two specific premises in mind. One is to never put limits on the grace that's on your life. That's pretty much the spiritual premise. Never put limits on the grace that's on your life. If you say that you were created in the image of God, then why are you limiting yourself when you're created in the image of a limitless God? And then I would say the secular premise is instead of thinking outside of the box, 
get rid of the box altogether because you you limit yourself and your abilities first in your mind so let's get rid of let's get rid of all of the shackles all of the boxes and i guarantee you you will then step into living a life that perhaps even that you couldn't have even dreamt and so you can the idea of person reading the book is someone who is fearful of their dreams or perhaps have been told that their dreams are too big which is which is absolutely not not even a real thing and so it's for someone if they feel discouraged or if they feel inspired and just need some type of direction mind control the book gives seven mindset stages and they don't have to be followed in order but it's just how do you to start expanding your mindset because you first have to see it before you can even you can have to think it and see it before you can even achieve it else you're just going to be running around blindly in the wind and i'm super proud of the book it's gotten tremendous attention it was it was a top 10 bestseller two months after after it, it released you can get it at my website which is justin d as in dog key.com I'm definitely trying to do many more speaking engagements about it just to inspire because I came from a small farm town with eight siblings. And if I can live the life that I live now in California and travel around the world and do these different things and still give back to my community back home, then they can too. It's not an anomaly. Everyone can do it, but it first starts with your mindset. Mm, love it yeah that's exactly what i was going to say to wrap that up if a southern boy from tennessee eight out of nine siblings like like you know he's got a lot of odds stacked against you and so you just decided that you know in la it's like okay i'm gonna make it and, and i just love that how you put that into a book and you know can empower other people to do that so i'll put all those links in the show notes and then uh you can get and support uh the book and uh in the la area if you're ever doing any speaking engagements you know pass along uh, some information i'll share it out on my networks as well too uh we'll do everything that we can to support you my man and we're going to take you to the last part of the show okay right um it's about heartbreak and heartbreak kind of it, it that's how a lot of people find me is, is actually like after a divorce or separation or uh but heartbreak shows up in different forms as well like a job loss um death in the family what have you and sometimes when you're in a heartbreak situation you don't know what to do you don't know what to say and but you know we've all been in through it i think and i think we've all been through uh sometimes but you know if there's somebody who's going through a heartbreak right now what would you say to that person that's a really great question because i'm currently going through one right now a month ago my brother passed away uh suddenly thank you and my siblings and i are extremely close and so the advice that has helped me, even though I'm still currently grieving and mourning, is that there are people who love you, lean on your family, lean on your friends, and do not isolate yourself. Because my, my initial reaction was to isolate myself. But in the midst of that, I was like, mm, no. And the advice was like, don't isolate yourself, don't isolate yourself. My siblings and I have gotten even closer, if that's even a thing, and I've let my friends in and they check on me and we go out. It's not a conversation topic. They just love on me without actually harping on the fact that I just lost my brother. 
So whenever heartbreak happens, I would say don't isolate yourself, which is a knee-jerk reaction to do. Yeah, love that, man. Justin, my man, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Boom. So many value bombs all over this episode. I want you guys to tell us what your favorite one was. Over on social media, I put all of Justin's links in the show notes so you can connect with him, contact him for speaking engagements, get a copy of his book, Mind Control. I know I'm just going to grab a few copies for myself to give to my tribe, and so should you. All right, and I'm hanging out over on Instagram. That is my jam right now. So let me know if you want to hear certain topics get covered or hear certain guests come on the show. I'm here to serve you, and I'm only a DM away. And if you've made it this far, all you got to do is subscribe now because you're going to get automatic updates. You don't have to search for new episodes, it's just going to go right to your phone. All right, remember to leave it your best foot forward. Never give up hope. Rob, your host, signing off. Peace.